Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode number 149. And what title are we going with this week, Kevin? Friday night winner. Friday night winner. Yes. Um, another home game this week. Another win. Another clean sheet. Uh, a 2-0 win over Norwich to keep them rooted to the foot of the table. And we, of course, move up to ninth. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host of the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, the wins, they keep coming. That's 35 points now, and we've not even entered March. Yeah, Southampton are in very good shape. Yes, they are. Um, and before we, we, we get into that, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you how your week was, but, you know, I, I guess, you know, we, we all know, we, we record this episode, both of us with heavy hearts. Obviously, it's been a difficult week outside the world of football, and I can't begin to imagine what's going on for you 
um, in your part of the world. Um, so firstly, I just want to ask how you are and how you're coping with everything. Yeah, it's not, not been the uh, best of weeks. Let's put it lightly, obviously. I have had a, a few sleepless nights, but uh, yeah, obviously we're very nervous and worried about what's happening and what it means for us and for the whole world and for how being in a place that I've called home more than 10 years now. Being from from Britain here and seeing how um, it's a very different uh, view of the world on, on both sides and, and that, that rift is deep and the division seems to be growing in a way that nobody really expected. But there's nothing else that we can do here or that you can do over there um, other than trying to stay calm despite everything and remembering to to stay human and to try and go about your everyday business as best you can exactly and that's what we're we're going to try and do now we're going to try and um not ignore what's going on but just escape for a bit and just talk about football and Hopefully it will help you out and, and everybody else. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, people aren't going to um, come to our podcast for up-to-date political commentary or something like that. This is uh, what, what we do every week. We just bring you Southampton banter and uh, Southampton fans here in, in Moscow and all around the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult one this week, but, you know, we are going to try and... Yeah, and you know, difficult even to to start this pod, but um, but firstly, well, my, well, I'm just glad that you're you're safe, and I'm glad that you're. Yeah, you know, of course. And I know people, um, you know, and friends and my family are worried about me, but um, you know, I'm healthy. That's good. I mean, I know that a lot of us are are thinking of you, and yeah, we just hope that this is um. Cheers. It's good to know. And yeah. A lot of people have reached out just to, to, to say, "Well, I'm, I'm really thankful." That um, you know, they're thinking about me, and uh, and there's you know a lot of a lot of love, and, and that and that really is important. Um, we we can't resort to to hate and like this. Okay, so we 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 will move on. Um, and a reminder: if you appreciate what we do, uh, and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, and if you'd like to be a member, that is also available for you on our tiers for beers. Um, right, Kevin, should we get into some, well, I say some news. Should we get into the only little bit of news that we have? Okay, yeah, okay. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, then, uh, just that, <laughs> just little bit of news to go through is that you may have noticed that Willie Caballero and Nathan Redmond's were absent from that Norwich win. Uh, well, I mean, Redmond's been out from the Everton one as well. Caballero just missed this one. Of course, Harry Lewis had to make uh, an appearance on the bench. Uh, nothing serious at all. Redmond is still nursing that ankle injury. Um, and Caballero had a slight back issue. Now, I'm guessing most 40 year olds do. So, you know, that's just the that's just the norm for a 40 year old. But, yeah, Ralph has said that he, there shouldn't be many issues moving forward. Yeah, that is good. And I just want to touch on the loanees. They hardly featured at all this weekend, except for Will Ferry's Crawley. And they won 2-1 at home to Forest Green. 
top of the table, Forest Green. So that's a very good win for, for Crawley. Uh, Will Ferry was used as a right wing back. Right. A little change of formation there for, for Crawley, and they stuck him in at right wing back. I mean, it seemed to have worked. So, yeah, well done, Crawley. Good stuff. Um, and another thing that I wanted to bring up was Dinal Simeon's Carlisle. They grabbed uh, three points as well at Leighton Orient. Um, but uh, Simeon picked up another booking. So I wanted to hit you out with that one. So that's two and two for him. So, yeah, he's keeping up the tradition of the loanees getting booked. <laughs> um, and, of course, our February has finished now. So uh, next week we have to award the player and goal of the month uh so the polls should be coming out in the week okay, yeah so the the b team they had that a devastating loss to birmingham city last monday night uh luke pierce scored the opener kazima legby of course celebrated his new deal with yet another goal um and then the comeback came and we'd go on to lose 3-2 an 86th minute winner that's that's gutting 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 stuff um, uh, but then Saturday, uh, another Premier League two game. This one was at St Mary's, Nottingham Forest, and a 4-2 win. Goals from Jaden Smith, Luke Pierce with a brace to make it three in the week for him, and of course that man, Allegri once again. Unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been fantastic for the B team. Uh, and the women's, uh, we all know their crucial FA Cup fifth round tie is going on right now against Ipswich. Um, and that is just kicked off, and that is, yeah, that's crucial uh, FA Cup fifth round. So we'll uh, we'll see how that one's going later on. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay then, so Norwich, Friday night, Friday night winner. Uh, going into this one, then in fantastic form, as we all know, and a really, really good home record against Norwich. One loss in the Premier League, and that was going back in... So January 1994, and, you know, of course, we've won the last 10 against them at home. So all spirits high for another home routine victory against the side that had the fewest shots on target in the league this season. They average at 2.8 shots per game. Ouch. And that's the lowest it's been since uh, 2004-05 season. Uh, But, of course, you remember in November, we suffered that new manager bounce because it was uh, Dean Smith's first game in charge at... Norwich and of course they beat us coming from a goal down to win 2-1 but no such problems for them this time and another comfortable win at home a 2-0 goals from Shea Adams and that cracker from Oriol Romeu. Uh the 11 Kevin it was just unchanged again wasn't it what we expected you know Perot fit enough to return to the bench following his positive Covid test and as mentioned previously Redmond and Caballero out still with the minor injuries Lianco Teller, McCarthy, obviously long term, but you know, happy with the with the starting eleven again, Kevin. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We've gone back to saying that again. Well, you have. <laughs> <laughs> I tried yeah. to avoid it this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, you know, there was a period um, when we were saying that all the time, and that seems to have um, fallen out of our vocabulary. But now, yeah, I, you know, this team is just just brilliant, and I'm working to get them. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, and that midfield um, is crucial to our success at the moment. At the moment, and Prousey, 350 appearance for the, for the club. Hopefully, more to come. Yeah, amazing. yeah, you can double that surely. Um, but but starting off, Kevin, I think it was a pretty wow drab performance. It has to be said. Early doors, the chances weren't coming like we'd hoped against the t- side that's bottom of the league, and you know how wow we are at home and. I mean, did you feel it was going to eventually come or that Norwich would continue to frustrate? I think 
Saints still had um, quite a few gears to shift through. Um, it's not as if Norwich were particularly um, challenging us. I mean, the, the defence was limiting them to speculative chances from outside the box for most of the first half and then um, really got into it after about, what, half an hour or so? Yeah, I suppose that's fair. But that first half hour was frustrating for me because... I mean, I did sense it was going to be a, a frustrating nil-nil draw because, you know, that's just me. That's how I'm programmed. I just think uh, of yeah, all the times before we haven't taken advantage of, of, of key, you know, key possession and just not done enough to to, to edge the three points. You're learning from general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and, and any chance that we did have, it was kind of like we just hit them straight at gun. I think Elianusi had an effort straight away, which, I mean, he just had a volley from a cross that should have just gone either side of the keeper. Anywhere else would have gone in because we all know what Gunn's capable of. But, yeah, just straight down his throat. And, God, I just he'd like to have that one back because he had a lot of time to prepare for that one as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was getting himself in some good positions with some decent um, quick runs. And there was a... Um, Shea Adams had a header quite early on. That just That's right, yeah, from a corner as well, yeah. Just fluffed it a little bit. That's right. But, um. I mean, it did come, 36th minute, deadlock was broken, and a goal that kind of epitomises the game, really. It was a scrappy one. It was you know, it was one that was needed because it, it eased the pressure then, and I guess it gets the fans excited. Well, interested, because it got, certainly got me interested. Yeah, yeah, it was game, game one then, and yeah, it was a scrappy goal, but um, you've got to admire his persistence and... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of technique in that, to, to scooping the ball into the top of the net like that, um, despite Gunn being like that. It scores on the floor. It's tightly the sex tape. Oh. <laughs> How did you know about that? <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like pinballing in the box, wasn't it? And then he was yeah. on the on the deck and he kind of like scooped it up. He said that technique and stuff. That's his third goal in the last four Premier League games as well. So he's in red hot form. It wasn't pretty, but I mean, you could argue... It was well. It was kind of lucky the way that it fell to him, but then deserved lead, I suppose. Yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah, we we were, we were clearly dominant, dominant, and they didn't really have much chance to to that from then on. No, and it was from that that I thought, well, you looking at it, even at half time, I was just thinking, I don't think Norwich has got enough to scrape their way back into this. Oh, well, or, or did you? I mean, because you no, never I mean, do know with Saints. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be coming from Pookie, really, hasn't it? And uh, He's not really been on on great form, and uh, um, Salisu and uh, Bednarek, and um, didn't Jack Stevens? He came on later, didn't he? Yeah, Jack Stevens came on for Breyer, I think. Yeah, um, you know they they all pretty much stopped Pookie in his tracks. Uh, so yeah, I don't think we really have much to be worried about. I think I got the feeling that second goal was going to be coming. Um, it was left and it did and uh, <laughs> just uh, you know it's a surprising goal I mean last time we had um, Shane Long coming on and scoring with his first touch and then you've got the, the customary every other season really, um, treated to uh, an, an absolute screamer from <laughs> oh of course yeah last season it was the, the, the volley against West Brom wasn't the it the karate kick goal, that's yeah. right yeah just, yeah <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. That's in for another year. We have to look forward to what you can do next season against, um, I don't know, Fulham, most probably. Mm. I want to I want to talk about the fullbacks, uh, Walker Peters and Livermento, because again they were fantastic, fine performances. Yeah, yeah that allowed to play, allowed to travel with the ball. I mean, 
Norwich are going to give you space and, and, and time. And Livermento especially, you know, this is his game, isn't it? You know, you see a lot of the ball and it looks like that Ralph asks him to carry it rather than take the easy pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a big part of his game is getting into those positions to deliver some crosses. And, you know, it was that cross that led to the, to the Adams goal. Technically, it's not an assist because, I mean, the route it took thereafter, but it's still yeah. because of him. Um, didn't have to defend an awful lot either, both of them, which was massive because it meant they could carry on with their attacking style. Uh, and Carl Walker-Peters caused Max Aaron's problems all night with his, his threat down the left. And I, I don't know, though, Kev, because I, I kind of feel really sorry for Perro now because his last appearance have, have been fantastic. Taken out of the team through no fault of his own. And now he's going to struggle to get back in because of the play of, of, of Tino and Walker-Peters. But, you know, there's two games next week and I probably think he's going to play one of them at least. Yeah, he's going to have to, I think. Um, um, you know, if, I think if I was in this team, I'd be quite um, happy to accept that that position. I don't think you can begrudge uh, Tino de Fermento not his position in the team. Um, and we didn't maybe expect Perot to... Um, to be, well, I mean, we expected him to be a permanent fixture on the left, didn't we? And Walker mm. Peters on the right. Then uh, Tino turns up and uh, <laughs> changes all that. But, um, yeah, I'm sure Ralph has explained to, to all of them, like, you know, look, you're going to play your part in the season, don't worry. Sure, he will. And he's got, you know, he's got to accept that straight away. But don't forget, Walker Peters has been played out of position to fit him in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he wasn't um, brilliant when he started out on the left, but... I mean, my God, I mean, is he better on the left than the right now? <laughs> I don't know, because he seems to be playing his best best football for us at the moment. Uh, yeah, oh, well, you could say that about pretty much um, any any of the team. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, Tino, Kyle Walker-Peters, certainly Romeo and... Grazer, Forster. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pro Adams, I mean, you just don't... Okay, so go through the team sheet one more time. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's someone... nobody in that team. You see, you know, I even forgot that we had another Armstrong for a second. Exactly, because he never came on. He was just on the bench, and I think that's his role now, isn't it? No, yeah, Shane Iris um, moved above yeah. in the pecking order. Well, I mean, you, you can't blame Ralph for bringing him on again. I mean, I, I, Shane Long must love it, because, I mean, he came on against Everton, one touch, and he scored. He's getting he's getting the stand elevation when he comes onto the field. Yes. Um, he's getting the goals. Well, I say goals. So you've got to keep bringing him on, and he's given he's given the fans something to cheer about, at least. That, he's that, a fan favourite again, and I'm, I'm so so pleased to see him. Yeah. I mean, he's always been a fan favourite on this show. We should retire no, but, his number. Oh, on this show, yeah. <laughs> retire his number. Number seven, um, that's it. No one can ever wear the number seven for Saints again. And no one before him has been good in a number seven shirt. Nope. <laughs> Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but you know you know what I mean. That um, it, it was, um, again, he was facing a lot of criticism and I have fans that, you know, he's past his prime, he's, uh, he's useless, he's a headless chicken and that sort of thing. Um, but he, he has a job that he does, and uh, you know sometimes he's the right man. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and so uh, yeah, he's, he's hankering for a new contract, isn't he? <laughs> There's a lot of these players that we thought they were going to get rid of in the, at the end of their contract, Forster being you? one of them, and and now they're like, hmm, maybe we can get another year out of them. I don't know. Yeah, at least o- over to Walcott now then. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect um, you know. Um, uh, you know, our grandchildren would be watching uh, Shane Long come off the bench at age 64. 
<laughs> score with his first touch. <laughs> oh, yeah, hopefully we can get him for another year and just leave him on the bench and let him come on with five minutes to spare. Because it's either a late goal or an early goal from him, isn't it? It's... Yes. It's always something. Uh, but yeah, the second half, uh, I guess it was just more of the same, wasn't it? And yeah, indeed, because of the shoot, the shooting straight at gun again. And Kai Walker Peters had an effort and that was straight down his throat again. And on another day, I can't help but think this could have yielded four or five easy. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we look at the stats, which I'm sure you're just about to tell us. Oh, I will be in a bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, when you look at those, um, yeah, it just shows how, how dominant, dominant things were. Oh, they cert- it certainly does, yeah, and it's um, there's some telling stats in there as well. But I, I do think Norwich kind of woke up, and there was a feeling that, well, th- not from you, you said you weren't worried, but um, maybe they might get themselves back into it. You know, one chance is all they're going to need. Uh, Pukki had a had a shot blocked by Salisu, and th- the thing that I always worry about, you know what it is, it's it's defending corners. Mm-hmm. It does scare me. Um, and if a goal was going to come from Norwich, I thought it was going to be that way. You know, a set piece or just a bad bit of luck, maybe a penalty or a handball or something like that, that was going to get them back into the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, between the two goals, they had four corners and uh, nothing came from them at all. But I do this thing whenever they have a corner, not just Norwich, anybody, and I kind of like like wince <laughs> and just like curl up into a ball and think, oh, my God, please no. But I mean, have, do you think we have um, finally learned how to defend from corners? Yes, but it's still the more likely way we're going to concede. Well, in a game like this, yes. Yeah. When we have a lead and we're completely dominant, it's it's kind of like a Saints thing to do, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, we, we shouldn't have let that one in. Mm. But, you know, it's averted, averted those kind of disasters and, uh, yeah, another clean sheet. Yeah, and that's what we should be focusing on because, you know, it, it did happen and... Elianusi, you know, again, having another effort. Looking at the XG, you mentioned the stats. Looking at the XG for Saints, and it should have been a little bit better because, you know, the, the, the quality of shot, you know, is one thing, but the probability of scoring these chances too, because um, we had quality chances. They were, you know, but straight at him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the game fizzled out, but the goal, it came from our corner. Um, Romeo, wow, you know, just a, a fantastic hit fantastic technique and yeah great way to, to to earn the points and see off Norwich absolutely wonder goal yeah yeah just beautiful volley I just um I can't get enough of it it's like um there's been so many goals this season that um you just want to watch replay after replay from different angles stick it this on is loop, one yeah. gonna make it sweet hit I mean we've seen him hit those before and they've just kind of like gone into row Z but the way that it stayed on course was just... Yeah, the trajectory is just mm. um, yeah, straight into the net. Yeah, Gun was just clogs. Yeah, which is not the first time you've said that. <laughs> um, and um, who is it? Um, Brandon Williams just um, ducks out of the way of that shot. <laughs> not surprised. Brilliant defending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dominant with possession, Kev. It was... well. I thought it was going to be more than 59%. It seemed like it was more. Yeah, I mean, but, um, you know, we, we seem quite happy to, um, towards the end of games, um, settle in and Norwich had a lot more of the ball, um, in, in, in the second half because, well, I mean, yeah, they just seemed to be, be able to pull 
pull off anything to, to get through. Yeah, and Ralph made that substitution in the 81st minute. He took off Broya for, for uh, Jack Stevens, which just goes to show, yeah, it was just he wasn't worried about, well, he wasn't worried about, you know, attacking more. It was just more or less, you know, let's keep our shape. Let's just bring on an extra defender and, and then see this, get this game out. Mm. Drop yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the shots, did you see the shots, the, the, the stats at the end of the game? Yeah, uh, 27 uh, shots and uh, was, it, was it nine on target? Yeah, I got 29 shots and nine on target. But yeah, that's, um, <laughs> compared to their eight and, and one on target, which is, um, wow, that's massive, isn't it? It's a total domination. And the XG shows that too, because our XG was at uh, 2.8 uh, and theirs was 0.6. So um, if this was an, an XG average game, then my prediction would have been correct. <laughs> that's true yeah well we're not doing the xg average are we <laughs> but yeah um and i just interesting the the xg of um, individual players as well kev Trey adams had a, an xg of 1.1 i'm going to ask you who was norwich's xg for norwich um, i i don't know for sure but uh billy gilmore no it was grant handley at 0.2 <laughs> <laughs> you've got problems when you've got your uh, your centre back that's making um yeah Sorry. yeah uh, that was the corner I believe wasn't it that was his one the one chance that they had that was uh, you know a clear cut opportunity to score no one in front of you um and he puts it wide so I guess that's why he was the the, the highest xg for them but yeah did score against us didn't you know the, he did yeah yeah he got the winner <laughs> basically. Yeah. Man of the match. I, I mean, I, I'll go first on this one because, well, well, I always go last. So I thought I'd give you a break. Oriol Romeu got the official man of the match for Sky. And you can see why, because, you know, everything. There, I mean, it, all, all his performances, there's, there's a lot to like about it, isn't it? Very comfortable. Top of his game at the moment. Um, and yeah, you look at the month as a whole, you know, I don't think I can remember him having a streak quite like he is at the moment. And I mentioned at the top of this, but this section that the, the partnership with Prowse is very, very crucial at the moment. Um, and every time that you score a goal like that, you know, it becomes so difficult to ignore. But I'm going to give my vote to Kyle Walker-Peters. Yes. Oh, OK. I thought that was going to surprise you and maybe surprise a few other people as well, because it was a tough choice between the two of them. I mean, Romeo had the, had the one shot, uh, one on target, and we all know where that ended up. But Kai Walker-Peters had four shots with two on target. Uh, that was the most for, for the team uh, for a second straight week. Um, and he had more touches than Romeu. He led the team in tackles, interceptions, carries and dribbles. Um, and then I look at the Norwich team as well and see that uh, the papers have given Max Ahrens a two out of ten. <laughs> um, and the reason for that is because of Kai Walker-Peters. Mm, so I mean, he just folded, folded him up and put him in his wallet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's it's not just the yeah the the well I say the defending, but he didn't really have a lot of, a lot of that to do. But he's just yeah poor poor lad Max Aaron. He had a bad bad afternoon. It's yeah they're they're on a, a, a short trip to the championship. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, because I do like Norwich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I played them to stay up because um I liked Barkerpool. I thought there was something in that, but um he just didn't have the players to to perform really. Neither does Dean Smith, but hey. Well, he's the same players, actually. 
Mm. Um, okay, um, my man of the match then, I'm, I'm so glad you did go to Guy Walker Peters because, yeah, um, <clears throat> everyone was outstanding today, but um, uh, I think, you know, Guy uh, Walker Peters had a, had a, a, a brilliant performance from himself. I'm going to give it to Ori Romero for three reasons. Um, primarily because I've been giving him so much praise. I don't think I've given him man of the match so far this month. No, so and that, that was in my mind as well, because I don't think either of us have. And yeah. he clearly, clearly deserves to be in the conversation for, for player of the month. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, you know, his, his, his strength on the ball and, uh, you know, gaining back possession, he, he, he just, the ball sticks to him like glue. He doesn't, can't get the ball off him. It's, he just peak or remain and I'm absolutely loving it. And that goal was just the, the cherry on the icing on the cake. That is excellent. And yeah, he'll be in the conversation for player of the month, no doubt. But I mentioned, uh, at the start of the show, uh, that puts us on 35 points and up to ninth now with a busy, busy week ahead of us. We have that FA Cup game on the Wednesday night and of course the Villa Park trip which will be on Saturday so to help us prepare for that we're going to head over to Tim This is Klaus Lundekvam and you are listening to In That Number Okay, here we are with Tim who wasn't here last week so I would like to catch up with you T-Bizzle how are you? (laughs) <laughs> Everything's going really well here. Uh, fortunately, uh, had a fun week last weekend. Got to see some old friends from from college from back in the day, and uh, got to get a little R and R, which is always needed nowadays. That's that's fantastic. But did you did we get to see dancing, Tim? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think I would rather watch that on a loop than Romeo's goal. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. And uh, we got in we got in late last night. Abby was competing yesterday uh, in skating for her adult competitions, so she oh, took she second competed. place. Oh, second! Yeah. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Brilliant! Yeah, she, she took second place. The the girl in first is uh, is a former completely foreign touring former touring figure skating uh, on the U.S. circuit. So it was uh, hard to go up against her and. But second place is definitely a solid finish, and she was happy with how things turned out. Amazing. That's really good stuff. Now, uh, a busy week next week. We have the two games, of course. We've got the um, FA Cup game against West Ham and the league game against Aston Villa, which is going to be massive. Um, Firstly, uh, West Ham, FA Cup fifth round. That's live on the BBC, and that's Wednesday, the 2nd of March, and that's a quarter to eight kickoff. Now, Tim, I'm really, really worried about this one because... Well, I mean, I'm in love with the FA Cup. I always have been, and you know, I just, I just want one cup in my lifetime. But I have a sneaky feeling it won't happen uh, this year, at least. Anyway, um, please tell me I'm wrong, uh, and the cup run will continue. I'd give us an over 50% chance to win this game. I like that. Yeah. So I would, I would give us like a 55% chance the way we're, the way things are going, and the way things are lining up. Uh, we've got so much good momentum going in after the last few games. It's been absolutely fantastic. It's basically like 2020 all over again. We should have just skipped 2021, uh, 2020, the way we were in the table, the, the form table throughout that calendar year. Absolutely fantastic. We just shoot off 2021 and we're back to it now in 2022. So you think just, it's just this home form? You think it, I, 
if this game was being played in London, you think we'd have a good, you know, uh, as, as high a chance as as you're giving us? Uh, I would give us probably like a 45 to 50 percent chance. Okay. So uh, the reason is, is I mean, we beat West Ham away in over the over the holiday break. Sure. We would we can beat them. Yeah, we tied them at home. So uh, it's tough, but. They're playing right now against Wolves, so mm. it is Sunday morning here in the on the eastern eastern coast of the U.S. And so that's one less game for them to, uh, or one less day for them to recover. Uh, looking through that, you know, fuck them. You know, they're they're Mac Mark Stone's favorite team, so we're gonna shit on them <laughs> this entire uh, write up here. Uh, so, uh, so we beat them away. We tied them at home. Uh, and we've honestly just been on a roll of season, especially at home. We haven't lost at home since September. Uh, we solidified a preferred lineup, and we're really ready to fight. We're just gelling all at the right time, and it's really cool. Recently, Tim, we've not had to change the side because it has been winning. But because we have these two games in the week, do you feel like that we're going to need to change things? Perhaps, you know, Perot is going to come in and disturb the equilibrium of the defense? Or do you just keep going with it again? I think you'll see a couple rotations in. I don't think you're going to see a full, uh, you're, you're, you're going to see a very, very modified rotation. So it's in, if you put Perot in and you put KWP back over on the right, to me right now, I'm not in, in the way that Perot has been playing. Uh, I don't see there's much of a, much of a difference. Now there is a difference, but in terms of the quality, the different, it's a little bit, it's a different setup with how KWP and, uh, Tino plays and Perot plays, but, Ultimately, I think if you slotted those, that's fine. You're going to see – I think you're going to still see Salisu. I think you're going to still see Benderek. You're going to see JWP. You're going to see Romeo. I think you're going to see Che Adams. And then where you might get the rotation is you might see somebody like Adam Armstrong uh, or you might see somebody um, like maybe even maybe even Gineppo. I'm not quite sure, but I think with Moy and Armstrong, you just kind of want to push through and go and go with what you got. And since we're on such a good run of form, I don't think they want to change anything up. And while mm. it's fantastic, it's great, we're in ninth place, you know, what's the realistic chance now that we're going to be able to get to seventh and get to that Europa spot? Uh, is it Wolves right now that are in seventh place and looking at the table? Oh, I'm sorry, it's Tottenham right now. It's Spurs. They're at 42. Mm. So that's seven points behind that we would have to catch up, and they have a game in hand on us. Why not shoot for the FA Cup? I think this is our. This is what we need to be going for, and mm. I think this is. I think this is. This is what we need to do. I, I think. I mean, when, when we played uh, Coventry in the fourth round, we had a rotation of goalkeeper. We got Caballero in. I think he's going to do that again. And also, I know you said that the fence maybe Perot might slip in, but I think Jack Stevens might be starting this one, and mm-hmm. then you know Ralph will put all his eggs in the basket in the league. I could see I that. Yeah. You think the other way around? Oh. Yeah, like, like Tim says, we've got nothing to lose. We're not going down. Um, Europe is, I mean, it's obviously not off the cards, but um, it's a very ambitious ask uh, at this point in the season. Well, uh, why not? I mean, I, I mean, if if the FA Cup game was next Saturday and the, and the league game against Villa, I might think that, but I don't know for some reason. I just think he's going to rest the players because, it, like Tim said, then it's not going to be a drop off of you know skill or. You know, you, you, you replace Kai Walker-Peters for Perot, you're not going to be losing much talent, are you? At the moment, it's just like for like, because the way that they're both playing. Yeah, on the fullbacks, I'd say that's true. But um, that centre-back pairing, um, yeah, you're only going to have to, you're only going to be able to rest one of them, um, you know. 
So you think Stevens is going to come in against Villa? No, I'm going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he, he might even, come, you know, depending on how the match goes, he could come on at half time. Yeah, possibly. I mean, he came on yesterday, didn't he? Um, and you don't, and you certainly don't think Caballero is going to start. No, um, definitely. I don't think so at all. Okay. I think Forster's a, Forster, Caballero knows he's the backup and he'll play when he needs to. But I mean, he wasn't even on the bench against Norwich. No, he was injured. He's got a back problem. Yeah, and um, Fraser Forster was um, rested for the game against Norwich as well by not having anything to do. <laughs> that is true, but I'm just going on. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, managers like to have their cup keepers, and they always use their backup in, in you know, the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, and we did not that. Not in the title games, though. Oh, we did that against Coventry. Yeah, but, they, you know, they, they were aside from the championship. Mm, yeah. It's quite serious now, and um, okay. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Um, the, the competition's not going to get any easier if we do get through to the sixth round because there could be as many as six other Premier League clubs uh, in, in the draw. That's true. I get what you're saying. So for me, I think we need to go for it. This is what mm-hmm. we should be focused on right now. And with FA, uh, with the FA Cup and West Ham winning in 64, 75, and 80, they were runner-ups, runners-up in 2006. They've had a taste of the, you know, they've had a taste of the success a little bit sooner since we've had, uh, especially with that runner-up in 2006. I remember finish. that game. That was when Gerrard scored that absolute corker, one of the best goals I've ever seen. That was great. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, and they're also their best players. So how are they going to rotate out because they're playing right now? Uh, Jared Bowen's got eight goals, eight assists. Uh, he's on the wing position. He's been thriving off Antonio's hold-up play. Uh, he's been fed very well from Suchek and Rice. Uh, you've got De- Declan Rice, who's probably not going to be dropped for whatever reason. He's basically the JWP equivalent in both sure. the actual position and then what he means to the team. Uh, I mean, outside of Harry Kane, he's the next person on the team sheet that you're you're writing on it for England. I don't see anybody else who would step up or be above him in the, in that concept. Uh, and then Sochek is just that tall, scraggly bastard who's he's like always winning headers and. Feel like he's he's like his nose is perpetually broken and it looks all janky because he does the dirty things and he's always cleaning up other people's mistakes. Wow, that's going to be a key battle with Romeo then. <laughs> Get your nose yeah. bloodied again, boy. There's a very good equivalency between our center center mids and their center mids and what they do. I think it's very similar in terms of style, um, in the way that they sit where the positions where they are and where they sit in the field. Obviously, Declan Rice is, still has more of that holding presence. JWP can go a little bit more forward. He's got the, he's got the niche movements with the, uh, with, you know, the, the, the dead ball spot, the dead ball plays. Um, so it's just gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy to think about. And they don't actually have a lot of depth. They've got a few injuries right now. Uh, Vladimir Kofal has a hernia. Ryan Fredericks has a groin. Uh, so that's two, that, that's two of your, uh, starting right backs that are out. They're playing Ben Johnson right now, who just came back from injury. Uh, Ogbonna, who has a year-ending injury, and then only Lanzini came back today as well. So, you know, who are they going to rotate in right now? Who is not playing? Ben Rama, yeah. Noble, Kral, yeah, Vlasic. They'll probably rotate in Vlasic uh, for Antonio. I think that's something they'll look to do. But beyond that, yeah, you've got Ben Rama as a shout. You've got. Uh, you might you might see Alfonso Areola rotate in. Yarmolenko. Uh, Yarmolenko is not going to play. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he'll be back until next week. So. So. And I mean, you got Issa Diop. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, Moyes wants to do. Uh, but beyond that, they've got. They do have some injuries, especially on the defense. And so, that's our opportunity to pick them out. 
now. For me, who am I expecting? I think it's Forster. I think it's Perot, KWP. I think it's Salisu and Veneric. I think JWP Romeo. I think we're going to get Moy and Armstrong, and I think we're going to get uh, Stuart Armstrong, and I think we're going to get Che, Adam Armstrong. So the only person that's going to be arrested for you is uh, Barovia and um, Livermento. Yep, okay. I think there's only going to be two rotations, and they are they they are done rotating out for the playing the the championship. They're going for it. They're ready to go. Okay, well, I can see it. Uh, predictions then. Uh, I will go first. I think Saints are going to lose on penalties. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go one-one after 120 minutes of football. I'm going to go one-one, and then I think we lose on pens. Sorry, sorry to bring the mood down, Tim. I have that. I have exactly the same thing. <laughs> I had I had it all, and I think Ariel is going to rotate in for them, and I think he's a fanta- absolute fantastic goalkeeper. I think he's actually better than Fabianski. Mm. Having seen him play for Fulham and for uh, in playing on loan the last few years, I think he is criminally underrated as a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be back up, but then again, you can't take out a legend like Fabianski yet, and he's yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Tim, you can do that point. But, um, I'm gonna be more optimistic. Um, I fancy us for this one. I think with our, with our current form, there's, there's no stopping us now. Um, Ralph just has to, um, field the, the strongest side he can, uh, resting fewest players that he can. I think it's gonna be uh, an exciting, um, match that's gonna be good to watch, um, and, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Saints win. Shane Long, extra time, last minute, bundled in the box. We've seen that before. <laughs> and we'll see it again. Okay, I like for it. Decades I, to come. <laughs> Kevin, believe it or not, she's going for a Saints win. Wow. Only because she says, oh, I said it's the FA Cup, and I said, you do realise it's the FA Cup, so someone has to go free. And she said, it's going to be 1-0 Saints, and I said, oh, I'm going to go for a draw. She was like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all have to go nil-nil now. (laughs) No, she's going for a 1-0 Saints win. So, yeah, she's breaking it, and she's going for a 1-0 Saints win. Good lass. Uh, And Marina? Uh, She always says that Southampton normally plays down to the teams below them in the table, and then they play well against the teams up against them in the table. So she believes that they're going for a 1-0 win. Okay, uh, so Tim, then after the drama of a penalty shootout on Wednesday night, we head to Villa Park on Saturday. Saturday, the 5th of March. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff. I guess they're direct rivals, I mean, in terms of league position in any way. Um, and Danny Ings. Um, they had a big away win on Saturday at Brighton. Uh, and they have a game in hand over us. So if they can win that game in hand and beat us, then they will go above us, I believe. So we have have to win this game and are we going to do this so villa's not playing midweek unlike us so they're going to have a full week of rest uh this is our first time playing gerard so it's going to be tricky to see how things are going to go they've got two solid winter signings in coutinho and dean who are probably their two two of their top five players in the second half of the season so it's going to be tough now, for me, there are two teams that I want to finish above in the table more so than anybody else in this. In, in this. Number one. Liverpool and Man City. Of course, yes. <laughs> Realistically, is Leicester and Villa um, for purposes of 
one, taking our former players, but two is in terms of compatibility, in terms of where you're at, where you're, 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 you're at in the league, where your team is at, what you have, the resources, all those, comparing ourselves against those two and being able to beat those two with less resources and less investment and just because of solid and better play, I think it's absolutely fantastic. So uh, we got the opportunity to see Saints win at home against Villa 1-0 with Adam Armstrong's snapshot in the third minute, second or third minute. I'm not sure. Do you remember on that third Friday night? Minute, yeah. Third oh, minute. Yeah. Yeah. Probably we were, night, yeah. It was a it was Guy Fox night, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but – Seeing all that, they've got, they definitely have a team that can, uh, can really take it to anybody. And I mean, they could, they could play on their best day. They could play against Liverpool and City and hold up against them pretty well. Uh, John McGinn has been absolutely fantastic. Scottish international. Matty Cash, who's now a Polish international, doing well. I mentioned Coutinho and Dina. Uh, Douglas Louise, Emiliano Buendia. I mean, you've got, and then you've got the emergence of Jacob Ramsey there who uh going to be the outside of Livermento is the next best uh, cheap option on for Fantasy Premier League. So there's that. Nomad Target, he's off to Newcastle, so we won't see him, and so that's where Dean will slide in. And he is fit, and they do not have many injuries at the moment, so we'll figure out uh, if that anything changes when, it come, when we come to play him on Saturday. Uh, normally they play a 4-2-3-1, they've played a 4-3-3, it, it just, it's different all the plays. Gerard tries to be flexible against the teams he plays against. Uh, so when he was playing against, uh, Brighton away, he was, they were playing a 4-3-3. Danny Ng started, Coutinho on the left, Ollie Watkins on the right, and Coutinho and Watkins flip-flopped all the time. Douglas Louise at the holding mid, John McGinn and Jacob Ramsey, uh, then Dean, Mings, Kansa, Cash, and Martinez. Uh, in goal. So I think you're going to see something pretty similar from them. Uh, Buendia did not get in, which is a little surprising to me. I was kind of, uh, I was kind of surprised about that. Um, but beyond that, uh, they've got some decent depth. So if one of them drops off, you've got uh, Leon Bailey, uh, Callum Chambers, who can slot in just about anywhere, and Morgan Sanson, who's uh, he, he's a, he's decent. He's decent. So I wouldn't be too afraid of him, but he, he's a good he's a good and decent backup. So we'll see how see how it works out. And looking forward to it, but we'll be tired. Uh, we'll have gone 120 minutes, according to my prediction, against West Ham. So we'll see them on Saturday. Absolutely. And uh, Tim, you can go first with your prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be a 1-1. <laughs> That's exactly what I've got as well. I've got both 1-1s. I'm going to join you and the missus on that. You're going 1-1 as well, Kevin? Yeah. Wow. Should we do something different? No. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want to jump ahead of us in the league, then feel free to change yours, but I'm keeping mine at 1-1. So, yeah, it's a roll of dice. Oh, no? So, you sticking or twisting? I'm sticking, I'm sticking with 1-1. I, uh, I said it, so. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Gemma is going back to her usual prediction of 0-0, Kev. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is not a bad thing to do it in, to be honest. No, no. Um, um, you've already, well, sorry, Marina is going. Uh, 1-1. <laughs> yeah, 1-1. Okay. And Abby. 1-1. <laughs> so draws all round then Saints fans. Um okay, uh right, we're gonna go with it extra time. Hi, I'm Matt Letitia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay then, into extra time we go. Predictions as always. Uh we all predicted a Saints win. Points all round. However, I predicted the correct two 0 result. 
uh, and score a maximum five points. So uh, up yours. And that leaves the scores. Alex on 23, Tim on 30, me on 37 and Kevin still in the lead on 43. Closing the gap, closing the gap. Uh, and if I'd have taken those two points from last week, then, yeah, we'd definitely be closer. Uh, wife Wars. Yes. Um, so, correct 2-0 prediction from uh, Mrs. Mush. Uh, keeps her in the lead on 35. Um, Caitlin is not far behind on 30 after predicting the Saints win. Um, Gemma didn't get a nil-nil, so she's tied with Abby who uh, predicted one of Saints win now on 22 points. Yeah. Tie at the bottom and five points at the top. It's yeah, she's doing as proud as well. And the Discord, um, after the Norwich game, uh, we have a newcomer to our predictions league um, who have predicted a Saints win, so he's gone to the bottom of the table on two points, and that's Frederick. Uh, not very slim Jim on six. Tony A on eight. Kevin and Colt on ten. Tony M and Tim on eleven. Uh, and then the lead is with Alex, Scott, and myself on 13 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super 6, uh, two rounds. Round 40 was won by Jeff Stelling on 13 points. Never heard of him. No, never heard of him. And round 41 was Stephen McCullough on 16 points, leaving the overall lead with Tom Hennigan on 340. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I start with my team. Um, I try to get as many players with the double game as, as possible, uh, but couldn't afford Salah. Um, so I'm, I'm working out a way of um, shoehorning him back into my team after Liverpool's game this week, uh, just coming up. I, I captained Manet, and that scored me 52 points last game. So it wasn't that much of a... a sh- short-sightedness to um, to go with Mane over uh, Mo Salah. How many did he scoop you? I triple-captained Salah and got 84 points. Yeah. Oh, that's criminal, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, what I, uh, I did that too. Um, yeah, there I am. Pain in the 122 points. Yeah, I got 122 points. Salah got me 84 points. That's what's amazing, really. Like, you got 32 more points um, off of a single player um, but I still managed to uh, make up uh, make up for it with um, decent performances from Kane, Dennis, Saka, uh, even J-Rod Band 1. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got, um, Fernandez got me 12 as well. Jimenez got me 6. So all my team scored, which is a rarity for me. But yeah, th- this week um, I-, I forgot to do it. I forgot the deadline, completely forgot. And I've still got Salah as my captain, so I've... Um, He's moved over to, to um, God, who's moved over to uh, him this? Uh, he scored zero. So. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, Wan-Bissaka scored me six on the bench. So, uh, so did Foston. Uh, yeah, uh, Foston. got ten. Um, so that's, oh, God, yeah. You had such a good week, uh, week before. Yeah, but I completely forgot. I just, um, football hasn't really yeah. been on my mind this week. No, mine neither. I, I, I got my um, transfers in early and set my mm. team up. Oh. I should have done, but yeah. Okay. Apologies. Yeah, but it's, it's um, my team's looking all right now. Uh, Jay Woods still, he's, I've captained him, so I'm banking on him at least scoring against Leicester. That'd be nice. Um, 55 at the moment, which is not bad, things considered. Uh, I think Tim had an even better week than, than, than you did, I had 127 last week. Oh, you damn. bastard. The highest, didn't they? 212. I mean, this is just the mental score. 212? 
Yeah, one team got 212. God, did he, did he quadruple captain? No, he bench boosted and he had the big horse, Pope, Breuer and Rafinha. Wow. <laughs> On the bench. That's not a bad bench, is it? No, that's incredible. That was a great use of the uh, chips, the wild card. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, you know, um, torn between uh, triple captaining Mane and, uh, and bench boosting and, oh my. Gosh, if I'd triple captained my eight, I would have got 73, Well, not as good as 84, is it? So, uh, How's the league looking? Yeah, so I've got probably wrapped up. Dave Phillips and Harko Suma I'm looking for where we are. And I think Tim's uh, hairdryer is the best one, 24th position. And I'm 32nd position. And, and I'm Razor's 44th. Oh, I thought I was 42. I've gone down a bit from this. Ah, I mean, you know, top half the table. Um, right, guys, are you ready for the next round of Where Am I? Oh, I've forgotten about this. Let's do it. Oh, okay, you've forgotten. I don't know if you if you heard last week's episode, Tim, but we added uh, a couple more clues to it, uh, and I think Kev got it on the fourth, I believe. Uh, oh, the Brewers, Burton Albion. Yes, you did listen. Hey, um, I got it on the third. The third guess. Uh, I thought it was the fourth. Four, it was the fourth guess. I was the fourth. Wow. Yeah, so you've got a grand total of uh, six points at the moment. I will give a bonus if you can tell me the name of the stadium uh, within two seconds. So I know you're not cheating. Well, no, I did um, last time, didn't I? Yeah, which is why I gave you a bonus. Oh, nice. Oh. Okay, so the first clue for one point located 176 miles from London. Not much to go on. So, like... Manchester, Liverpool, um, Leeds, Sheffield, I don't know, something like that. Wait, 170? 176, yeah. I'm not going to guess that. No, okay. No. Uh, next clue. Uh, approximately 98 miles from Newcastle, as the crow flies. So it's going to be south of Newcastle. Uh, yeah, because it's not in Scotland. So you should have an idea of the area now. Okay, uh, yeah. It's big old area though, isn't it? Um, I think Kev might have a good old stab at this next clue though. Okay. Okay, uh, clue number three for three points. Gained promotion to the Premier League in 1996-97, finishing second in the then Division 1, and to this day have never returned following their one season in the top flight. So it can't be Middlesbrough. I'm going to stop, mate. Are you going to have a go? Yep. Okay. Uh, it is uh, the hours of Sheffield Wednesday. You are incorrect. Oh. They have had many seasons in the Premier League. Since then? Yeah, I said one. They've had one season in the top flight. That was it. And to this day, they have never returned following their one season in the top flight. Ah, They were in the the inaugural Premier League as well. Ah. So, nil qua. But I will go go through the next lot of clues. Tim's going to guess. Well, you're both working as a team. But, yeah, you can still keep guessing, but for no points. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll try and help Tim out. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, number four in the county of South Yorkshire, just north of Sheffield. Yeah, you would have you would have gone away from Wednesday then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I, I know. My buddy's there. my buddy's from Doncaster, and he says it's real. So I don't know if it's the Rovers. No, God, I don't know exactly who it is. Go on, Kev. Who was that? If, I mean, Tim. No, you're working together, Kev. You've not got no points. It's, you can... it's Barnsley. It is Barnsley, you're correct. Yeah, and yeah. I remember. Yeah, Tykes. nickname the Tykes. The club is currently in the relegation places of the championship with a capacity of 23,000. What's the name of the stadium? Oh, crap. I should uh, know this. That's it. No, no. point. No bonus. Nope. Point. nope. 
Nothing. It is Oakwell. Okay. Oh, disappointing, Kevin. Disappointing. Uh, mm. I expect more from you. Damn it. Yeah, I didn't totally think through your clue there. I thought um, I was only thinking about um, teams that hadn't been in the Premier League since then. I mean, when were Wednesday last in the in the Premier League? Uh, Two thousand and one, I think. Okay, so it's. Oh, it's but they were in the inaugural one, and they spent a long time up there, haven't they? But, yeah, yeah I, I wasn't thinking about any time before the promotion season. I was well, I mean, at least you're in the right area, because what's the difference between Sheffield and Barnsley? It can't be that uh, much. Yeah, they're very close. It's quite a few teams around. 20, 20, 30 miles, maybe? Yeah. What other teams are around? You've got Don, Doncaster, Chesterfield. And Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday. Rotherham. Rotherham, yeah. There's a lot of Huddersfield. Uh, that's, yes. That's some um, west of actually. Yeah, but it's in the is, same sort of line, isn't it? It's, it's not south. Isn't, Burn, isn't Burnley? No, it's Lancashire. Nah, it's Lancashire. That's closer to Manchester, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lord North of that area there. Um, yeah, okay. So uh, we'll, we'll have another one next week. Oh, Russian phrase for you guys, if you're uh, fitting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, always. Yeah, this week's Russian phrase is... Mir vashemu domu. Mir vashemu domu. Mir vashemu domu. Which means, literally, uh, peace be upon your home. Okay. Uh, next week, then, we will uh, bring you our thoughts from both West Ham and Aston Villa. And, Tim, you are going to be previewing the, is that Newcastle? Yes, it is. It's the midweek Newcastle and Watford, isn't it? Watford home. It's the Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.